through the audio. So that is us recording now. So Dave, uh, thank you for coming on, brother. Um, obviously, I'm in your house here, and I've met your dogs, and they're fantastic. And basically, we just thought today we'd grab a bit of lunch after gym session and basically just shoot a podcast, man. So this is where we're at today, Dave. So David Ross, uh, would you like to introduce yourself, brother, and give a bit of perspective as to who you are and what you've did? And also even touching on the fact that you're the longest uh, serving online member of Inside Strength to date. Yeah, well, like I said, my name's Dave. Um, my background is in wheelchair rugby at the minute. Um, so I'm pursuing uh, the chance to go and play for GB. That's kind of the, the end goal. Uh, I've been involved with them in and out since about 2016. Uh, but before that, I was a rugby player. I uh, played his first 15 rugby for Wallace High School. And then in February of 2013, I uh, suffered an injury. And during the game, uh, dislocated my neck. That's left me like paralyzed from at the chest down. Um, but like I said, still always kept myself involved in sport. Picked up wheelchair rugby literally two weeks out of hospital. Uh, Mum hated me for that. <laughs> Go from one thing to the next. She was like, "Are you sure you can do this right now?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why not?" Yeah. Uh, and then I was at that. Just like I said, I've been the last seven years just smashing it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that angle would be kind of Paralympic sort of standards. What I'm shooting for. Um, feeling like I'm not too far off it at the minute. I'm having a. a we're having a really good league season. Football was playing really well this year, and then obviously the COVID hit. So it's just yeah. now you're just doing what you can to, to keep yourself going and make the most of the opportunity that comes your way when, when I get it. That's it, bro. And like for both of us to give a bit of background, so me and Dave know each other from university. We, we went through the same degree, Sport and Exercise Science, and that's where uh, basically we cross paths. And ever since then, I'm sort of kept in touch, I suppose, yeah, and yeah. you came on board online and Ever since then, I've been helping you with the strength programming for your performance with Wheelchair Rugby, and it's been fantastic to sort of see, even though we're talking about your physique, go alongside that, and you know, even the level of conditioning that you have in strength. So, even if we touch on Dave, you know, your approach to how you're training at the moment for your Wheelchair Rugby, and how basically you know your benefits carry into your performances, suppose based on what you do in the gym. I mean, I felt a big difference since I came up with you. Like I said, I've been, been working together quite some time now. It'll be, I think, two years in November. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's been going really well, and obviously the increased strength and stuff has really helped me perform on the court. Uh, I've really felt a difference in like my uh, ability to move the chair, my speed, and stuff like that. So it's been really helpful. Um, and I feel it's all going in the right direction. Obviously, yeah. at the minute, um, the opportunity to be in the in the rugby chair is quite limited, um, and probably will be. Uh, just for, for a wee while longer um, but hopefully you'll be able to get uh, get into it again soon get into some sports halls and start moving about yeah so really at the minute just focusing on the gym work yeah um, probably at the minute I'd like to maybe add a little bit of weight on maybe mm-hmm. get a bit more muscle and kind of mm-hmm. then when it comes back to getting in the chair time we'll probably end up leaning out again just from the extra cardio yeah um, but it's just trying to get as strong as I can in this period well like uh, just focusing on areas I think I'm weaker in. Yeah. Uh, and then it's, it's a good time to really focus on yourself. Big time. Uh, so it's this just time really is like out of any, I think it's caused everybody to slow down a lot more and focus on like family and friends and, you know, stuff like that. And even yourself, where I know obviously we were doing home workouts for a while with you, we were resistance fans, and you still got them done. And even when the gyms are reopened, you're still getting that done, I suppose. And it's one of the things that I find that even if we touch on, the people who, you know, don't necessarily 
do the work as such where they make excuses for lack of time or you know lack of accessibility for equipment and stuff like that i'd love to hear your approach to it dave because you know taking into account what you've been through in your experience with your injury and how you're still persevering to this day to you know achieve your dreams of being the wheelchair rugby team and being that starting gb selection team so what would you give advice to somebody who is in a bit of a rut then for example right either you know they've caught in years of not training or they've just basically let themselves get into that sort of way of not doing anything or even they've came from an injury background maybe quite similar yourself what would you say based on the things that you've been through you would give them as advice i think for me like you do have to focus on yourself a little bit and make sure you're ready to start um because for me even though i was playing wheelchair rugby i probably wasn't back in the gym for about two years after the injury mm-hmm. um but then and also the first time you go back is a daunting place. If you think about the very first time you walked into a gym, mm. the first time I ever had to say, you know, 15, 16 years old, and you, yeah. you, you look around and you're lost. Yeah, big time on um, So as someone who did a lot of weight training through rugby, um, you know, gym work would be something that would have come second hand to me. Mm-hmm. But then you rock it in a wheelchair for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like going back to that first day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and it is, it is daunting, but yeah. you just have to, it's like anything you know just if you persevere and you keep going back and you just do little bits at a time and you ask for help i mean that's a big thing mm-hmm. like you just ask one of your friends to go with you ask a fitness instructor or even just try and get a pt session here and there mm-hmm. um and it, it now for me i rock into a gym and like it doesn't matter if it's a gym i've been going to for years or a brand new gym yeah and obviously you just get people to like give you a second look and you know what's he doing how's he doing this etc um yeah. But it's just getting on with it and it's just having the right mindset that you're working on yourself and you're trying to improve. Yeah, but you focus um, on your entire your entire mindset on you and your own journey as such because a lot of people, like we would know Dave with, you know, what we do and stuff like that with our degree and coaching and everything else, like a lot of people are put off the gym because they're intimidated by it. And it's even like us when we first started, we were intimidated by it. It's one of the places everyone is, you know. Everybody is. It's like anything. If you try something new and you're, you've never been in that environment before, it's one of the be a little bit like, oh, I'm not, used to this amount of a comfort zone but over time like you said if you focus on yourself and you take small steps and also if you get a friend and you train with a friend it makes it a lot easier or if you go with a gym instructor or whatever it may be it makes it a lot easier but it's just to realize that like you know no matter what situation or circumstance you're in it's going to be hard to start and you just have to keep going through those days and you go through that beginner phase of not knowing what anything is in the gym to now you're actually more comfortable it just takes a while to get that but it has to you have to just stay with it yeah, it is. I think for me, the big thing was he's asking for help. Like initially at the start, I'm going into a gym and thinking, oh, how can I set myself up? And it just, just being stubborn for me, by nature, I'd be a little bit stubborn. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, that's probably what's made me as independent as I am. Because um, I've been pushing myself to try and do yeah, it off both, you know. Um, so, yeah, just asking for help, man. It's just, it makes a big difference. Like, since I've, I work with a couple of different personal trainers and since I actually started working with them, I found my workouts were getting better. Yeah. I was getting more confident around the gym uh, and just feeling more confident myself. And then obviously went to the online side of things whenever uh, I went over to London for a while. And yeah, I mean, like, we've, like I said, I've been working together almost two years now and we've been smashing it. Yeah, it's crazy. I think how long that's been like and how much has changed since that. Like, and I think we started just after we graduated, didn't we? Like 2018. Yeah, we, we graduated in um, July. Yeah, and then you came on board in November or so. Next yeah, September, so yeah. Launch it up. yeah, it's it's crazy how quick that's went, man. And like I think that you know, for both of us coming from that sport and exercise background, you know, we can relate to a lot of things we went through at the time, and a lot of people 
probably even at this point, what is it now, like uh, August for People's University starting off, I'd say again, it's doing all by September time, yeah. Yeah, and like going through that again. But I know for me, mate, that was probably the most stressful time of my life today, trying to manage a degree and part-time work at Tesco's and also full-time PT. And like, how did you find university? Uh, I got through it all right, but it was probably um, final year. Um, whenever, at that point, like I said, I was involved with uh, the, the long training squad with GB's elite team. Uh, from 2016 uh, and 2016 i was very much kind of just dropped in the shit there i mean like i wasn't ready for it mm-hmm. um I, I got a call up that i wasn't expecting um but it went you know i, I got in that environment and you know i knew it wasn't gonna get selected mm-hmm. uh, but i was just like you know for the time that i'm here i just gotta try and learn as much as i can yeah for the experience almost and then on. carry it into the next selection process mm-hmm. which i did and that went into 2017 uh, european championship year and i was probably I was very close to making that squad. I think I was down as one of the reserves. They had three reserves, and I was down in that. Um, so, like I said, the progression was there. And then coming into the 2018, that's World Championship year, but it was also our final year at university. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to balance that, especially when you're um, – you, I think I'd said to myself, I'll, I'll try and do extra work on first semester to make the second yeah. semester lighter to give myself a better chance. But then about after about two training camps, you know, my, my coach kind of said to me, look, you, you, these aren't balanced. And like, well, mm. you know, you're, you're sitting sitting up late at, at uh, like, training camps yeah, doing work. Running. And then you're the next day during the session, you're like, you're yeah. not focused, etc. So um, he kind of took the decision out of my hands, which was probably for the best because it's not a decision like I, I would have made. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have tried to stick with both. But yeah. he um, said, go away, get your degree. And then come back. So um, that's what I did. Went away, finished the degree, and now I'm in the process of trying to make it back. So I'm sitting with their uh, GB's development team again at the minute. Pardon. And uh, there was, I mean, like there was, like I said, plans in place for uh, after Tokyo, which was supposed to be September time, to be doing some sort of trial in December to give myself an opportunity. But that's all now being pushed back a year. Yeah. yeah. So like you said, I've now got this period of time where I can really try and put in a lot of hard work um, when others maybe aren't. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what we uh, talked about, Daphne. Where I feel like during lockdown as well, you know, a lot of people had limited equipment like we did. Like we had bands and dumbbells and stuff like that, very limited stuff. And some people had the same things. And I feel like you have that option to either do the work or don't do the work. And I feel like regardless of lockdown and the gym's open or whatever the circumstances may be, people who truly value health and fitness, and I think that it happened during lockdown where people actually understood how important it was, will do the, the work anyway. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, where they actually, regardless of circumstances or environment or equipment, they'll still work out if they want to. Like I said, I had, I had some dumbbells there, and I think the heaviest I could get was like 10 kilos each side, mm-hmm. or 12 and a half each side, something like that. Um, just a load of bands and just doing reps and reps and reps in my bedroom, like where we are now. That's it, man, because progress, um, like I've said it loads of times, like progress is still progress, although it might be at a smaller rate because you're working out from home. Compared to having more equipment and more weight to deal with in the gym, it's still progress at the end of the day. And what you're saying about when obviously the trials open back up and you're able to go back, you're going to be in a much better state as opposed to doing nothing. You know, it's a big thing that you look at and you're still going to get stronger and you're still going to get fitter and everything like that, man. So, yeah, I think it's fantastic, Dave, to have that long term goal to work towards. So, what would be your goals when it comes to the GB team then? Would you want to be like a first starter in the next two years? It's going to be a longer process than that, mm. for sure. Um, I think uh, you got to look at... There's a lot of guys in my classification that are very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, one of them is a guy called Chris Ryan. He's a captain, and he's just so consistent. Uh, just makes a lot of very good decisions on court. You rarely see him make a mistake. 
So it's kind of as physically, I feel like you know I can compete with anybody. Mm-hmm. But it is just that mental side of the game and developing that um, tactical awareness and stuff. But um, it will come, and uh, you know it's just spending the next probably eighteen months until those trials take place. You know, just under um, just working on anything I can to get myself ready for them. Yeah. Um, you know, well, that's assuming it all still goes to plan. That's kind of where it is at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're probably looking when it comes to uh, I think it's Paris 2024. Right, is that where you're going to be trying? That's to that. That would be uh, a Paralympics that I'd be really pushing for, and yeah. one that one that I feel is achievable if I put the work in and keep doing what I'm doing. It's something I, I feel I can definitely reach. Yeah, 100. Like what a goal to have as well, man. You know, to go towards that and represent your country and actually feel the benefit of the years of work being put in, like any other goal that you put into, like. I mean, I remember someone said to me, it takes seven years to before you become a top-level rugby player. Yeah. I've, I've been going for about seven years now, but I'd say that I've only been doing, like, uh, high-level training, like working with solid players, you yeah. know, getting enough hours in a week mm-hmm. since I went to London. And, like, that has honestly been, like, a game-changer for me. Um, and it's partnered up really, really well with the, the structure of the sessions that you give me. And I think you're very good at kind of, if I say to you, right, I want to drop a bit of weight or I want to improve my power, or, you know, I'm trying to get stronger, et cetera. You're very good at working all that in. And it's uh, you can see it paying off on court. Yeah, now, so. Big time, I'd say. so like I'd say, like probably even your coaches at the time have noticed the difference in regards to when you hang about with those athletes as well in the environment who are much better and mixing that with your structured training program that you're adhering to, you're probably getting fitter, stronger, and better with your technique on court as well. But I think a ma- massive part as well, what you said about was the environment, the people that you surround yourself with. Because if you surround yourself with the top level players, that's going to become normal, do you know? Whereas yeah. if you're like the biggest fish in a small pond, it's easier to just think you're the man. And then when you go to that, you're like, fuck, actually, you know, well, that's that's a lot more. I remember doing uh, some club training here, and we have like, when I was based in, in, in Belfast, I was going down and training with the Ulster Barbarians, but I don't perform. And we do like an Irish league, uh, and then I remember going just from you're then into the Irish league. You're playing against some of the top players in Ireland. There's some good players in Ireland. Um, and I remember going into that for the first time, thinking, you know, this is, this is a step up, step up, man. You know, I felt, you know, I was in um, in training. I was like, oh, I feel pretty good. This could be good. And then went to that, and I was like, mm-hmm. these guys are knocking the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. And then I got a chance to go over and play in the GB league. Um and got to that competition and thinking you know it could be all right you know the Irish league started to go well you know and then I was like what the f-? you know I was like oh these guys are nuts yeah it's, it's, um, yeah and I was getting smashed a bit so the first first league we got I went so we were playing a game we got beat and wheelchair rugby you have a pretty usually pretty close score close game is two or three goals yeah we got beat sixty five fifteen wow we got absolutely wow. thrilled. <laughs> And I'm just thinking, like, what is going on here? Like, that's crazy, man. And um, I suppose it, it comes down to, like you said, getting out of your comfort zone and surrounding yourselves with those players. Because if you didn't, you'd probably you'd get a little bit better, of course, probably just training the way you are. But if you're actually training with better players, it forces you to step up. And there's literally that the way I look at it, if if you look at somebody like the best player in that wheelchair rugby team, the GB team, right? And I just asked you about this when we were out for food last time. And I was like, what's yeah. the difference? And it was like consistency in the mindset. Yeah. All it is is like somebody who's at the top of their game has did the basics over and over and over and over much longer than somebody just starting. And that's yeah. that's a big motivator for me, I feel, because it's like there's no difference between you and them other than reps. And that's why I love the yeah. gym as well. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're he's probably a few steps ahead of me in terms of their career and the progression. Um, but I took that step to go over to London and you know make that next step and try and push myself on. Yeah, uh, and obviously that's again daunting experience. You know, I mean, I've 
uh, fortunately for me, my brother lives in London, so I was able to, me and him share a place. So it wasn't completely unfamiliar and he was able to keep me right. But um, how did you find London? Uh, I like the city, man, but it's yeah. definitely a change. Like, you know, oh, obviously we're, we're in Moira here. It's this nice wee village. Yeah, and then, completely different all go like. Yeah, it's, um, but I really enjoy it, man. Like, I mean, so you're working at a gym there as well and um, training down there. So it's, it's going really well. Uh, yeah. So hopefully going to get back into training soon enough. I mean, I think I don't really know when it's going to all pick up again. They've released their five-stage program, which will kick off mid-September. So yeah. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll get there soon enough and I'll mm-hmm. be able to crack on with it. Because mm-hmm. I'm missing it. Like I mean, you can of course, man. Some that you just channel your focus into and you enjoy the feeling of progressing with it. It's such a good thing to keep fitness levels high as well. Yeah. And you know, love to see you in a wheelchair, but chair. Man, I like I've never obviously even sat in one, so I'd love to even like try to feel what it would be just like. Feel what it's like because I'd say your arms, man. Like the way I was boxing the other day, I'm just yeah. not used to it. I'd say that's exactly the same. You're just not used to it. And I'd be so sore the next day. I remember a friend of mine tried it, and he said, "Are you really got him in his core?" Oh yeah, because you have to keep yourself balanced. Well, obviously, like for me, I'm coming from the chest down. He's a lot of straps to hold my core in place. Yeah. But, um, Without that, everyone's kind of like the tense in the core of the push and they're trying to. Yeah. So he said, he said the next day is after a mess. Yeah, I'd say mine would be the same, man, because your body's used to, of course, it can be strong, but if you're doing different movements that it's not used to, it, it would feel the difference of it, man. So, what would you say to somebody, Dave, who may be listening to this, right? And, you know, they may have been in a situation quite similar to yours or something along that lines, and they're thinking about starting something like wheelchair rugby, or somebody knows somebody who's listening to this yeah. who hasn't started something in regards to sport for, for wheelchair rugby or anything. What would you say is the biggest piece of advice for that? I think for me, getting involved in a sport made a big difference. Oh, no, Murphy. Um, yeah, it made a massive difference. Um, and I would contr- I would contribute my independence to being involved in sport. Yeah. Uh, and even if you're not a sporty person, just even try to see how you feel because it will just bring on your strength. Like it might help you transfer better and out of your chair. You can just, it's, it's honestly has made me a lot more independent. And yeah. also surround you also end up surrounding yourself with other people in similar situations. Mm-hmm. So you know you learn a lot from them, just like about life and how to manage things. You know. Yeah. Um, so that was a really big thing for me, uh, definitely. And then, but as I said, I mean, the company I work for now is called Aspire, and they've got a base here, I think, as well. Uh, but basically, they believe in rehabilitation through exercise mm-hmm. um, and just trying to get people who have maybe had an accident or be involved in an injury or just involved in sport again and doing something and getting them active because it does just, it, it, not only for your mental state, but physically as well, you end up, in a much better place and like yeah. you know without if i wasn't doing military rugby like i honestly don't know where i'd be right now to be honest you know um so it's best advice i could give is just try and get involved in that or another club where you're going to be around people in a similar situation as you that can help bring you up yeah exactly because you've been in the situation for longer as well more life yeah. experience with them that's what i mean but if you shut yourself away from everybody then you're just going to sit there and you know it's, it's something you're probably going to find you know very difficult to handle yeah, yeah. it's like anything if anybody wants to start it the biggest way to do it is like reach out for help surround yourself with that environment the people doing it and also just sort of learn off the other people who are doing it and have been doing it longer and it's something like you said man physical activity is not even just for your body but also mentally too because yeah. a lot of people you know including me like train yes because of the physical benefit but you need that mental 
release as well from it. And I feel like if I didn't have that even in my week, I would feel so stressed and just so overwhelmed where it's just a great place to channel your energy and feel progress. And when you feel progress in life, you feel so much better about yourself. And it's the, the, the rugby as well, I just, I just love it. Like I just, mm. I just love playing the sport. So I know, you know, whenever I go to training on Monday from 12 to 3 or a Wednesday from 12 to 2, I know that's just a couple hours where I can just forget everything else yeah. and enjoy myself and play yeah. a bit of rugby. Yeah. Um, and that is like, you know, the high points of my week. Yeah, that's um, one thing I didn't realise until you get older. You know, you hear people when you're in school and all they do this to forget it and basically to do that to sort of forget about their stresses. You literally have to just completely focus on the game when you're playing it. And it's the yeah. same with, you know, training. It's the same with anything. Like, what takes your entire focus, like, guitar I'd play and I can't think about anything else playing any sort of sport you can't think about anything else and like you know it's same yourself it just takes all the stress as well because you're just three hours focused on what you can do on the actual court like, yeah, like you said you, for me as well rugby, you're surrounded by your teammates you're seeing your friends mm-hmm. uh, so yeah it's just it's a couple hours you know that I can really forget about everything else that's going on and just focus on that mm-hmm. and it's just a good environment as well especially if you are you know Thinking about getting back into exercise, you know, going into that environment is a lot easier than going into a gym environment. Yeah, you know, because you go yeah. to the gym and everybody's walking around, weights yeah. are slamming around, and you're just thinking, where do I go? What do I do? Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. you rock into like a club like that, and everybody's in the same situation, so you instantly feel more at home. That's it. Well, where would you? Where is like local enough to hear for like clubs who do anything, Dave, in Northern uh, Ireland? Well, the Ulster Barbarians are the club in Northern Ireland. That's basically the anthem form. Yeah, uh, they used to train. Well, they, I think they were training on Monday nights. Uh, seven to nine, I think, was the slot. Right. Um, and they, um, obviously, I'm not sure what's going on with them, uh, with you know, COVID and stuff, and when they're starting up again. But they do have a Facebook page. So if you search Els Barbarians, Real Trophy on Facebook, you'll find them, and there's usually posts up there mm. to keep you informed. Mm-hmm. So if anyone, you know, he's thinking about being involved, um, you know, they're always looking for new players or even volunteers. So if yeah. you, even if you're not involved in like if, you, if you're not looking to be a player you can still go down and volunteer and help out you know whether you've you're in a wheelchair or not yeah um, so you know definitely give them a shout out and um it's, it's it's a great club to be involved in i think it's just like everyone there has just got that good mental attitude and it's all very positive and mm-hmm. just really enjoy what they do is that where you first started that's where i first yeah. started yeah but um like you said they um they wouldn't compete as it's, it's just because in northern ireland the, the um the player pool is so much smaller. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's very rare they get a, a lot of players in, and that's something they've always kind of struggled with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, you know, there's a couple of guys in that team that are that are good players. Um, but it was at the point where I um, we, we wasn't getting pushed hard enough to get mm-hmm. me to that next level. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's when you make the decision. You have to, to find another place to kind of, really push you on and you know london's been a great fit for me yeah um, and have you tried anything else apart from wheelchair have you ever done any other uh, you know what i really think i should have done but um as a rugby player i went straight, I just into, went straight into the thing yeah yeah i mean i remember watching this documentary called murder ball it's a really good documentary to watch and it right. follows the american military rugby team yeah so i remember watching that while i was in hospital or just after i got out and you know I, when i was in hospital as well there's a guy came in uh and he was he came in to chat to the guys in the ward just out of curiosity. I think he was in, he was just in for a checkup. Mm-hmm. And he already came in and he was he had a KFC on or whatever. And he was like, "Oh, my coach would kill me if I knew I was doing this." And I'm like, "Coach, he's playing high level stuff and his wheel is like you know, proper structure training and stuff." And he's like, oh, "Yeah, it is, yeah." And straight away, I was like, "That's where I'm going." Like, yeah, yeah. Back to what I was doing, you know, you know, when you're playing first yeah. fifteen rugby and. Um, 
you know, in schools around in Northern Ireland, you know, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. You yeah. know, we uh, we were putting in some serious graft in the gym and, you know, I was I was kind of going to school to play rugby, man, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, yeah. Was, yeah, that was some stuff where we're second to that almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I just, so I, uh, you know, that kind of environment was something I, I needed to get back into. Mm-hmm. And how um, did you find, Dave, like even touching on when the injury happens, like for you to madly cope with that because you were in ICU for how long? Uh, good question. <laughs> I mean, that was a very hazy time for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, it, probably between ICU and HDU, um, a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then and after then that, recovery time. I was up on the ward. And that was a couple of weeks, I think about six weeks in total in the Royal. Yeah. And then about four months or so in Musgrave Park Rehabilitation Hospital. Right, okay. And how did, like, for you, obviously, because, man, obviously, it's a, you're waking up in that environment, man, I can't even picture what you would have to went through in your head. Like, how did you madly cope with that? You know, for somebody to come um, around you and say, you know what, this is what's happening, this is the situation, man. I think it was quite, it was obviously very tough at the start because, you know, you're literally lying flat on your back, you can't move, neck brace on. Yeah. So that's obviously the, the hardest part of it all is just getting through that first stage. But once you get over to the rehab hospital, mm-hmm. it's, you, you know, you get your physio and your occupational therapy every day. So it's almost like you've got these little goals that you want yeah. to achieve and how to get better. Yeah. Um, so it was just like, oh, you know, today I want to be able to, you know, make a bigger transfer or I want to be able to do like a, quite a little dip or something like that and yeah. a few bits of gym gear and things like that you know just trying to get to a point where i could be independent um and so you always had those little goals every day um so it was really easy to kind of focus on yourself yeah so i'd say my time in musgrave park was probably like the easiest time yeah yeah because you had so much to do and work towards yeah everything was just so structured you know you had your same routine every day and it was and you obviously you're in a hospital with them um, all the guys are going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you leave hospital, that's the hardest part. Yeah. Because you come home and you're back in your house, which is probably not, you know, fully accessible. Yeah. You know, we had to get conversion done. So at the start, I was literally sleeping in our big room, like our, our living room. Yeah. Um, but then, so it's just trying to then find something where you can start setting yourself goals again. Yeah. That's it. Um, and that's why I got involved in sports so quickly. Like I said, like two yeah. weeks out of hospital. Yeah, it's because like, you don't know, obviously, it's one of the things in life when you never think obviously would happen. And then when it does, it sort of shows your character in those situations, I suppose. And for you to get back into sport, it just shows how important it is, not even just for the physicality, but also for your, your mental health to deal with something like that, you know? Yeah, like, okay, um, what was I going to say? Uh, I, before the accident, if you'd asked me, is this something you would cope with? Yeah. I would have said no. Yeah, because, like, even for, you know, anybody listening to this who hasn't, obviously experienced even an injury you know like where they've had time out or yeah, even like, crutches you know what I mean? an ACL or something you've been out yeah. for a year and a bit you yeah know, um, it is just about that mindset and coming back and doing the little things and you know kind of having those small goals mm-hmm. um so that's really like I said getting involved with sport is kind of what allowed me to start setting goals again yeah uh and just taking it little by little um as well I went back to school didn't I that was did uni so that was kind of I just kept continually setting myself little goals and I'm still doing that, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, finish uni now and, you know, um, it is the rugby was kind of the priority, uh, working at the gym part-time. Um, 
but it's again just for, for the rugby is I want to be when it comes to 2024 in Paris I want to be there only playing yeah. against the best players in the world on the biggest stage mm-hmm. um, so it's just like I said just sitting as many goals as little goals as I can between now and then to make sure I'm in the best position to make the most of the opportunity when I get it yeah almost I'm on Socrative as well lad, because you know <laughs> a lot of people don't even sack goals themselves let alone put something as, as you know hard to achieve is that but I've no doubt that you will man I really do truly believe that you will because you know your mindset's in the best place it's been physical training's going well and I've no doubt once you get back into the technical work you'll just hit a different level a different gear and I hope mate, once 2024 comes in that you're at that stage but you know I could probably just Tell you once the, come over and watch you yeah when I win that gold medal sure I'll just give you a That's shout out I, give I, you, come over and watch man give, I'll give you, give you a shout out at the post-match interview oh boy it would be unbelievable man just to sort of see you go into that sort yeah. of environment I've no doubt that you will they really mean that so you know I appreciate you lads sharing your story and I hope this sort of it lets people know that you know regardless of whatever you've been through like physical activity is there for you in whatever way you do and you know it's such a such a massive benefit to people's lives like i know that's why we do what we do because it makes such an impact on what, what how we feel and what we do so yeah just for for that dave thank you for coming on and sharing your story and for anybody who wants to touch base with you brother even if you know they want to get involved in anything yeah like that. Um, you can hit me up on instagram it's uh, david c ross 02 i think superman on uh, facebook on facebook is david ross david ross superman and again anybody got any questions for me after please let me know and i'll sort of forward you all to david if you want to talk about anything a little bit more in depth but again thank you for coming on brother and, pleasure, sharing that bit. and uh roll on 2024 perfect thanks very much for having me <laughs>